Hello and welcome to Weird Around Illinois. Do humanoid reptiles really rule over our society? Let's find out and let's get really weird. Today we're going to talk about humanoid reptiles. Whether they're aliens or whether they're from underground or underwater or whatever. And we can't talk about these humanoid reptiles without talking about the reptile conspiracy or the reptoid conspiracy or the reptilian conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. This big idea that either our planet is under control by these beings or our planet is about to be attacked by these beings or these beings are working with our government in some way. We're going to delve a little deeper into that. But first we should probably kind of define our terms here. I mean, when we talk about a reptilian you know we're not talking about a tortoise we're not talking about a snake we're, we're we're talking about possibly one of their ancestors or relatives something that walks like a human has two arms two legs maybe a tail but has green scales and a lizard face the lizard people yes the lizard people there is much debate on if these lizard people exist where they might come from the first answer is always aliens. You know, these are creatures from another planet that have come to visit Earth or come to invade Earth or come to observe Earth or something. The other theory that uh, is actually maybe even more prevalent than the alien theory is the idea that they are from Earth. That they're either living underground or they originally lived on the surface and they were driven underground. Maybe they, uh, maybe they're interdimensional beings that live in a different part of our, or a different version of Earth and cross over into ours. There's even some talk that they could be descendants of the dinosaurs, that they may have evolved into a humanoid form, much like mammals did over the millennia. It's a case of parallel evolution. They're just the reptile version of us. And then there's the idea that they are shape changers, that they actually are able to look human when they choose to, but look like reptiles in their normal form. Um, this would force us to kind of throw them in with a bunch of other cryptids like skinwalkers and uh, werewolves and things like that, that have the ability to appear human or their natural. Form. You know, now that we have an idea of what we're talking about, you're probably wondering where the heck did this theory come from or these theories come from. Um, if we go back to the beginning of human civilization, people have never trusted reptiles. <laughs> no, they kind of have a blank stare that just, <laughs> you think there's nothing going on in their mind, but it, it kind of creeps you out at the same time. Right. And if you look at like, whenever people list their fears almost always somewhere near the top of that fear list is snakes um, oh yeah if you ever watch any shows like fear factor or anything like that there's always somebody being dropped into a tank full of snakes um, <laughs> you know if you look at ancient symbols uh, that people drew up for evil there was almost always some sort of serpent or, or evil looking lizard involved and that kind of ties into you know, another reason, another possible, you know, origin of this conspiracy theory goes all the way back to ancient texts like the Bible. You know, first book of the Bible, Genesis, you know, that, that's both the Hebrew and the Christian Bible, of course. Um, what do we have? We have an evil snake that lures 
Eve to eat the apple and get them kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So you could make an argument that a reptile is the first villain in human recorded history. Yeah, it's just kind of given itself that reputation. Most snakes are very aggressive. Some just kind of mind their own business, but you know, you don't want to be around them because you know that if it bites you, you'll probably be injured. If we look at some of the other ancient texts, like um, the Hebrew texts that refer to something known as a cephalum, um, or cephalim, cephalum, I, I presume it's related to the Nephilim, which we talked about on another podcast, the thing that could be mistaken for Dogman. But the cephalim actually are a, a race of humanoid reptiles referenced in these ancient texts, oh, living so. right on Earth next to the humans. Similarly, we've got Native American stories of underground cities full of these humanoid reptiles, um, including one supposedly under Los Angeles, which somebody claimed to have found in the 1920s, and they were actually undergoing this huge excavation to try to reach it, but he ran out of money before he got to it. Directly related to those Native American stories, we have the Hindu beliefs. Um, again, we've got this great city in India, which um, I, th I think it's called uh, Patella? Patella? Um, it's an underground city full of these reptile beings called the Nagas. Now, I have to tell you, when I first mentioned the reptile conspiracy to a friend of mine, their immediate response was, Nagas! <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of Nagas before, but it was explained to me that these are, in at least Hindu culture, maybe Buddhist culture as well, they are these underground, like, semi-godlike beings that um, have influenced human development from the very beginning. Mm. Um, they're actually not vilified in uh, in Hindu religion or, or, or Buddhist religion. They are actually often revered. They are generally accepted to be a, a force living under, under our planet or living under the surface of our planet. So every book or religion has a variation kind of relating to that topic. Yeah, yeah. And in like the, the religion of Islam, they have... They have kind of a catch-all. They've got a, a supernatural being known as a jinn. There are different types of jinn, and you could easily, you know, say one is one one is like a lizard person, one is like a dog man. It kind of it, it, it's kind of a catch-all, kind of handy actually, because you have to remember 15 different names. If it's a supernatural being, it's a jinn. In more recent times, and probably the the most common association of this reptile conspiracy theory goes with. David Icke, or Ick, um, he was an English soccer player who became a sportscaster and then became an author of a conspiracy theory, or several conspiracy theories. I can tell you that part of his, his conspiracy theory is that the royal family and most world leaders are reptiles. So he believes in the rep reptiles are behind the government at the moment. They aren't kind of secretly controlling at all. Yes. Yeah. He believes they are they are our masters, whether we realize it or not. Okay. He came up with a little interesting evidence, which I'll, I'll get to later. We're going to talk about some evidence in a few minutes. But, you know, there are a lot of people who dismiss him as kind of a crackpot. But I've seen interviews with the man, and he represents himself very well. I, I've seen very intelligent skeptics try to take him apart on, on interviews and he's held his own 
And, of course, these theories get discussed even more recently on the TV show Ancient Aliens, which has dedicated at least two episodes specifically to the reptile conspiracy, and more to reptilian aliens in general. And David Iker Ick is uh, definitely featured on there quite a few times. Yeah, definitely. We talked about evidence. Um, I'm going to tell you my favorite reptile alien story. And this one, I'm going to submit it as evidence because the gentleman who relayed it was a, a, a very respected man, former um, Army officer, Phil Schneider. And he worked at a base called Dulce Base, which we discussed once before as a possible underground location for aliens in one of our other podcasts. Um, he tells a story about working underground in this base and he says at the lowest level of this base underground there are multiple different types of aliens including greys and reptilians and he says that one day it all hit the fan and a, a war or a battle broke out on this lower level and it sounds like it was between the reptilians and the humans um, the Greys may have been involved. If they were involved, it sounds like they were on our side. But he said there were over 50 casualties, uh, human casualties. Um, and he named Secret Service and Green Berets and, you know, uh, people of, of that sort who were working down there who were involved in this battle. The U.S. government denied everything, and, and you would expect them to. But he stuck by his story right up to the time when he was uh, very suspiciously murdered. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I'm, I'm not going to be as quick to dismiss his story. Uh, no, it's what, what were the details on his like murder? Was it like by gun or knife? He, he was strangled with a piece of rubber tubing. And at first it was ruled a suicide. And somebody aptly pointed out, it's physically impossible to strangle yourself with a piece of tubing without tying it to something. Because eventually when he loses consciousness, he's going to release the tubing. And it wasn't knotted or anything, so it wouldn't have stayed stuck. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if they ever formally changed his cause of death, but it is generally accepted that he was murdered. So, in addition to that, we've got uh, these reptoid sightings all over the place. Um, down in South Carolina, there's this particular swamp where people keep seeing reptoid humanoids. Uh, one person was even chased by one, had a jump on his car, and luckily shook it off. There are these, there's this huge system of caves in Vietnam that was opened up recently that people are seeing reptoid humanoids in there. Peru, there's this deep cave system that people are seeing reptilian humanoids coming out of from time to time. Seems always underground. And then, just to bring it close to home, because this is weird around Illinois, after all, there has been a long-running urban legend about uh, reptilian aliens on the L tracks or on the L trains in Chicago, which do run underground in parts and above ground in other parts and on the ground in parts. What I've been unable to ascertain is if these things are seen in the tunnels or if they're seen on the trains. I can only, I can just imagine a lizard walking up to the train, waiting for it to pull up, <laughs> yeah. walk in, take a seat. Well, 
now mind you, I'm a suburbanite, but I've seen some weird stuff on those L trains. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I, um, I personally, I don't think a reptilian humanoid would be the strangest thing I've ever seen on an L train, at least not on the green line. <laughs> From what I've heard, I feel like it would be more likely for a very drunk person to be seeing that <laughs> than anything. Yeah, it's possible. But, you know, ride the L train at 2 o'clock in the morning at your own risk. And, you know, the, the reptilian humanoid is probably the least of your worries, but, you know, they're out there too, so just, just be careful. Now, an unfortunate piece of, I don't know if I'd call it evidence or just something related to the, the reptilian conspiracy, involved a bombing a few years ago in Nashville. It was basically a very destructive explosion that took place on December 25th, 2020. Hmm. Now, I don't think any of us actually knew this existed until like a month ago. Yeah, it was so weird because I'm usually the, the first one to, to know about, you know, mass shootings, mass bombings, things like that. And this one completely escaped my attention. Yeah, yeah. so apparently from the sources that I've read, it was an RV bomb. It was an RV, like, I guess, span thing that was somehow filled with explosives. And it ended up damaging over 41 buildings hmm. and injured around eight people. That's an estimate. They thought it was targeted at the AT&T building, didn't they? It was related to that, actually, now that you mention it. But two days before that, apparently, they sent, like, some, like, some mail to one of their friends. Oh, yeah. So what happened was the person that was responsible for this was named Anthony Warner. Mm -hmm. And this individual was um, ended up dying in the explo explosion. It was kind of a assumed thing. But what you're talking about is a, a man that knew that knew Anthony Warner actually got mail from him. And this is where the lizard theory t ties in. Mm -hmm. The guy gets mail of a nine page, like whole letter giving a bunch of information saying, oh, I, I realize now what everything about the world and everything about the universe. And he goes, it's basically a rant about everything and it escalates to lizards being responsible for change in DNA in the past and that led to like human progress basically. Mm -hmm. He claimed that in 2011 in September the aliens were supposed to take over. But this was after 2011. I yeah I don't know but that's what he mentioned in the letter. Hmm. It's, it's kind of like a thing where he said like these lizard people were trying to take over the world in 2011 and somehow there was some maybe it was the underground war that he was describing but we from the sources that we've read it was just a almost a war against lizards and humans in 2011 hmm. and this bombing was somehow his his strike back against the lizards or was it just unrelated that he just sent the letter about the lizards and then did a bombing for some other reason no one knows yeah i almost feel like it was something separate i'm not sure something must have been going on unless he thought the lizards were in control of at&t maybe maybe controlling the internet there are also also theories that he actually went like hunting for reptilians i thought i heard something about that He's a cryptid hunter. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> kind of in the vein of those those uh, South Coast 
Bigfoot hunters that we watched who believe the the only way to hunt cryptids is with a gun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I promised you to get back to some of the proof from from uh, David Ick about the famous figures who are lizards, and what he points out is he points out first of all all the royal families in Europe are related, which I think most people know. Uh, same bloodline. Yeah. Um, he also points out that most American presidents are related, at least distantly. Really? Yeah. He, he points out these connections, like Barack Obama is like related to George Bush through like uh, they're like seventeenth cousins or something. And the fun one was uh, Donald Trump is actually like the seventeenth cousin of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh my gosh. But his point is that basically all of these people are genetically connected. And he said that every leader we've ever had in any major country has always been part of this genetic connection. And the reason is because they've got that reptilian DNA in them. They are they are being manipulated to be put in places of control. Okay, so was this DNA like on purpose, like implanted in those people when they were like born, or was it just like obviously from evolution, as like the point that we were talking about that uh, Anthony pointed out? I guess. I think, if I understand correctly, and I, I, I apologize, I've never read his full book. I've only heard his interviews. If I understand it correctly, I believe his assertion is that. These people were descended of whatever bloodline was genetically manipulated many, many years ago by the reptiles. And the reptilians had been kind of watching these people and making sure that they were in positions to succeed and making sure that the right, the right confluence of events happened to allow them to come to power in each of their respective countries. Which, you know, if you think about you know Donald Trump coming to office. There was there nobody thought he could win that election. There was there was absolutely people were absolutely stunned the next day, and people were claiming the Russians manipulated the voting, and they were claiming that you know this group didn't come out and this group didn't come out and whatever. But bottom line is he won. Um, similarly, there were a lot of people on Trump's side who couldn't figure out and didn't believe that Biden won his election legally and fairly. And you could make the same argument that, you know, okay, maybe certain groups didn't come out, maybe somebody manipulated the elections, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's somebody somewhere underground deciding who our next president's going to be and making things happen that way. Never know. Yeah. I'm not sure if we'll ever know if that theory is true. Yeah, I mean, if, if they are silently controlling our society, they're doing such a good job of it that I don't know how we stop them. Yeah, well, or indeed, if we want to stop them. Yeah. Lockman will stop them. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Well, I hope so, because it, it does look like an impending disaster at this point. Yeah. And we're seeing the UFOs. We're seeing those little things that could be related, but I don't think those things can... Those, those uh, sightings can really help us figure out how to prevent the, the future from happening, I guess. Yeah, I mean... As as conspiracy theories go, this one's a frightening one because it's it, it's kind of a theory that says they're here, they've been here, there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't think blowing up the AT&T building is going to help at this point. Nah. <laughs> Nor is hunting reptiles in Tennessee. 
Um, but, you know, on the other hand, it's a reach. I mean, there are a lot of things that you have to accept before you can come to the idea that our, all of our decisions are being made by a hidden reptilian society, either under our noses or under our feet. It comes down to what you want to believe, I guess. And a lot of people want to believe in the reptilian conspiracy. What do you believe? We'd love to hear. Feel, feel free to post your comments. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And we'll talk to you next week.